Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Reggie Jackson, LA Clippers, and you're listening to The Lob, The Jam, The Podcast. What's up, everyone? It's the love, the jam, the podcast. I'm Chapon coming to you with Justin. What's up, Justin at LA Clippers Film? What's up, Justin? Hey, what's what's going on? Nice to nice to be back. Yeah, it's been a minute, Justin. Like almost a literal <laughs> minute. Uh, we're also here with uh, with Justin's brother Jamal at Jam. Christopher, what's up, Jamal? What's going on? What's going on? Long time no speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time we've had you guys on like consecutive pods, I want to say. Um yeah. due, due to some weird uh scheduling this month. Uh the Clippers the takeover is happening. <laughs> the takeover is finally happening, y'all. Uh the Clippers um have had their own weird scheduling with their roster and uh, with this game three and four that they pretty much forfeited 111 to 95 against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, it's really hard to take too many pauses out of this game. Terrence Mann played well. Uh, he was 8 for 14, uh, 4 for 7 from 3, uh, 22, 11, and 4. Uh, I liked kind of what I saw from Musa out there, 8 and 8 in, in his minutes. Uh, outside of that was a lot of meh. Amir Coffey had a run in the third quarter, and it was nice to see him make shots because he's not been making shots uh, most of the season. Um, but John Wall was five for five for 15. Marcus Morris had a little bit of a run also in that third, but they were like dumping him the ball in the top of the key a few times. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like Marcus Morris (laughs) at the three point line, making like, go get us something. Like what what, what are we doing? A little bit of, of a glimpse of Marcus Morris without, uh, Reggie Jackson and, uh, just getting like given the ball and and told to work without it being on the elbow for everybody who gets upset with Marcus Morris in the post, you know, what's worse, Marcus Morris. Is <laughs> the three point line being told to work? Um, a point forward. Yeah, sheesh. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Justin, you were you were mentioning right before we started this game, uh, this game, this game, which you know a lot of Clipper fans would see and consider a throwaway. Um, uh, Chris Paul, Mikhail Bridges, and Devin Booker all played thirty four minutes and over. Um, and they all got their a bunch of their numbers. Not Devin Booker, who went six for twenty two, but um. You were mentioning how this game is kind of a microcosm of a lot of what's going wrong, what a lot of people would think of it as a throwaway. Why do you think that, Justin? Yeah, I mean, um, it's just nakedly, it's not the end of the world, right? You lose a game in December, even though it is to a division um, opponent, but yeah. you lose a game in December in which like $100 million is on the sideline and doesn't play. Um, nakedly, it doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal but i mean we had a chance to move up to maybe the fourth seed after um after tonight and um i just think that and as i was sharing with you um this happens just a little bit too much when it comes to the clippers and as their best players start to um age not not necessarily age out but you know they're not getting any younger and so Um, Just thinking about how um, these games happen enough to where they inhibit us from seeding and makes winning a championship incredibly harder, you know, um, much harder, I should say. And um, given given the fact that this franchise has put all its chips in for a championship and the only thing that matters for this franchise at this point is trying to win a title. I mean, they have the most expensive roster of all time. 
um, in NBA history. And it's not an, I think it, um, my bad, they have the second, the only team that's more expensive is this year's golden state warriors, yeah, yeah. but to have a team that's this expensive, this all in on a championship. And we probably won't finish top four because of health concerns is um it's a little discouraging and i think moving forward should they not win the title it's something that um they may have to uh that may, that may be something they have to rectify but um you know like i said this game itself wasn't that big of a deal um i love the fact that they cut the lead from 31 to like 14 midway yeah. to the through third that was fun um brandon boston had a really nice live dribble pass to mm. roco on mm -hmm. the baseline um as you alluded to it was really nice to see um amir make make some shots he had like consecutive threes i don't even remember the last time that happened yeah and terrence continued to show why even when we're fully healthy he needs to be eating up maybe like 30 minutes a night like he's, yeah. he's yep. just tremendous and um we found out that moses brown still can't hang against actual nba teams so he might be um, one yeah. of the worst players i've had to watch like, in my life man <laughs> so like there were some positive takeaways from this game but ultimately long term i just worry that we have games like this too often and they sacrifice seating which is a very big deal for the most expensive team of all time yeah, not, not a small deal. The Clippers fell to the eighth seed with this. There, there's a three-way tie, six through eight, uh, between a couple of overachieving teams in the Sacramento Kings and Utah Jazz. The Clippers Wait, are can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. The reason why we're tied with the Kings is because we lost to the Kings yeah, right. when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George didn't even play. So. Mm -hmm. We did beat Just them the once in Sacramento without uh, Kawhi Leonard in one of Paul George's mm -hmm. best games. So I think we're one and one against them at least. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's not a small deal to lose to your Pacific Division rivals when a couple of them are pretty good losing. And the, and the Clippers are now 0-2 against the Phoenix Suns this year. They got blown out at home also to the Suns in the second game of the season, I want to say, second or third game of the season. Yeah, second game. Yeah, so this is not going to be easy to make up because I'm not sure if we have two more games against them or what, but it's going to be in Phoenix. So um, this is not uh, not easy losses against a team who we're looking up to in the standings and might not be able to catch because of that tiebreaker that they probably will have. Um yeah, Jamal, uh, how do you look at this yeah. game? Do you kind of look at it similarly? Or are you are you a little bit more? How do you feel about this loss and uh, and where the Clippers are right now? I didn't take a positive takeaway from this personally. Nothing, and I, I've said this before, um, at various points throughout this year. Uh, I am. I don't want to see any more games without both Kawhi and Paul George not playing. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to take away. It is pointless. <laughs> um, it that is, you know, to to cite Justin, it's it's just very unserious. Yeah. And um, I have some takeaways regarding that, um, and I'll wait till like you know later on in the year, or possibly the end of the year, depending on how this year ends. But. Uh, yeah, it's very frustrating, you know. Um, we we literally went through a year of this last year, and this year we've just been, you know, it's just been too much of that again. Um, I look at this and I see, you know, Terrence Mann. Like, I, we know, we know Terrence Mann um, is a valuable contributor to whatever it is we're trying to do. Uh, we know Brandon Boston has ability. Like, there's nothing you can take away from the Clippers not playing anybody versus the Suns who are playing like po probably their what two or three best players. Yeah. It's, it's just, I'm not learning anything know, else about, about this team right now with this roster. It's like, I'm not learning much. I there's, mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing we can learn other than the fact that uh, how, what's the actual ceiling of this team when Kawhi and Paul George and this iteration of the Clippers specifically this year is on the floor. Um, that's and how high can Kawhi get in regards to regaining his form this season? Mm. Um, that is the only thing. There's, I was just so frustrated watching this. It's like, man, this is just so nothing, you know. And yeah. um, you know, my brother and I were were talking, and we were like, 
you know, who made the finals last year, right? Uh, the, the the Warriors and the Celtics. Right. You know, Jalen Brown and, and, and Jason Tatum, they played back-to-backs this week. Yeah. You know, Stephen Curry got hurt, uh, but he got hurt on the what second night of a back-to-back. Like, that's the bar. Like, you know what I mean? So the idea of that we can get to that level um, – in this fashion is just it's just really tough to to believe um they were my pick the clippers are my pick this summer they were my pick this summer um but it's because of you know the quality i think they'll be at when it comes to like april may and june uh but that's one of the reasons why i can't write that in pen and one of the reasons why i haven't called us a good team this year yet because we just can't string together enough games where we are on the floor. And yeah, it's, 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 it's very frustrating. Um, Hopefully, you know, going forward, there aren't many um, nights like this again. Um, But yeah, my biggest takeaway is I can live with Paul George and, or, or Kawhi, one of the two missing a game. When both of them don't play, throw the game away. They, they, there's literally nothing you can take. Yeah, away we've, that, we've so. seen enough of that. Um, let's enough take of it. let's take a quick break. Come right back. Uh, maybe finish up this game. Maybe talk a little bit about that Wolves game after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. Yeah, you know, the word unserious just rings to my head. We've seen the Clippers serious one time um, this year, and it was against the Celtics. I I feel like I haven't seen them particularly serious outside of that game, and it's time to just be serious. Like, it's time to just play like the season depends on it because it does like now every game is going to matter from here on out they've burned their garbage schedule so despite mm-hmm. whatever looks nice on the standings right now as far as being a couple games back of the third seed or whatever it, it, it's going to be harder for them than it is going to be for virtually any other team because of how difficult the schedule is going to be as far as their strength of schedule is and Kawhi is not going to be cleared for back-to-backs anytime soon uh, from what we can all gather, he's not going to be cleared for his regular minutes anytime soon. John Wall is still on a back-to-back restriction. Um, you know, Luke Kennard's dealing with a calf. Uh, Paul George is dealing with with knee soreness now with, from that um, hamstring tendon um, over, uh, hyperextension. All, all these things are, are, are still there. And now Zoo is, is ailing. Um, at least he has a knee contusion from what's been diagnosed, but gosh, I just feel like I just don't know what's going to come next as far as injuries go. And and it's time to kind of put that behind us. The ceiling has just been impossible to even see. I feel like I'm looking at the stars at this point and there's a lot of clouds out there. I, I feel like I can't see it. I just, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about a ceiling for a team where I have to watch freaking Moses Brown play. Like, God, I, I just, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't deal with watching this like guy play anymore. Like it's just seeing him in deep drop and seeing the Suns go like 50% from mid range and shooting like 
40 times from like mid range. It's just like, I, I, what, what are we, what are we doing here? And just hoping like in that third quarter, even they were just cr- crossing our fingers against a team that was like, all right, I'll take this shot. It's they're only like the most proliferative mid range jump, jump shooting team in like the league practically over the last like two, three years. And and we're right. just, giving them yeah. a bunch of, it's just, it's just not like a serious way. I would have much rather the Clippers had gone small all game and played more Musa and just cut out Moses Brown. Ty Lue said that quote about him being like a defensive force in the pregame presser. Get out of here. Oh yeah. Get out of here, man! I just, I, I, I just need Wait, the team. He said, "Who was a defensive force?" <laughs> he said, "He Moses. said Moses had to be a defensive force today, in order." Oh, really? To, yeah, he said that. Oh, well, I missed that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> the the, Clipper, the Clippers have like done enough of this kind of jostling. The regular season matters. Seedings matter. I don't think the Clippers are going to be a play-in team or anything like that. Luckily, the West has been very mid altogether, so I don't think they've lost enough ground to worry about the play-in. But uh, the team just needs reps together. Like, we need to see this team kind of realize it's not going to happen overnight. We can't just, you know, do a 1920 all over again uh, for this team where we're just, like, hoping the chemistry happens in the last minute. And that team actually got some reps together. You know, it's... it's um, it's just kind of frustrating because it feels like this team has has a nice ceiling. I, I still would like to see a move because I just feel like there are too many guys and there are some deficiencies here. But it's time to really put it together and, and let the guys guys hopefully play. And obviously injuries are going to stop that if, if they're if they're particularly serious. But if this team has a chance, like it needs to start like now. And I just feel kind of like a broken record, like per, like telling people to be patient. This is like. Like like you said, just like both you guys said, these guys should not be both missing a game because they're just throwing away the game. And you're just like hoping. And, you know, Reggie didn't play and all that, too. I'm glad, you know, Reggie's getting a little bit of time off. But we have enough guards that we should be able to absorb Reggie Jackson and play Paul George, you know. So I, I'm hoping that the team just catches some luck because there is a degree of luck that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But for everybody frustrated after seeing this product today and, you know, it's been enough enough that there's no more moral victories anymore. I think the team needs to be serious and needs to actually put together a run of games. And uh, they could just happen around the corner. I mean, the team, even with all their injuries, seem to have um, some momentum. And hopefully it continues. And these injuries aren't particularly serious, particularly Zeus, because God knows we know we need him, particularly in, the, in that position. But yeah, I, I'm uh, I, I completely understand fans that just want them to put it together because it's just been years of waiting. Yeah, I mean, it was to be fair. I think this is their eighth game in the last thirteen days. Yeah, um, and it was a back to back, but like I said, um, they fancied themselves to be a title contender, and you are basically punting a top four seed for the for the in the name of health and i suppose i get that rationale given our personnel but it seems to me like the slightest of injuries are what's holding our guys out Mm. and and it feels like they're not playing through anything right Mm -hmm. and the slightest of ailment up they're 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 out they're out and it's because i don't think they value seating and um, that's that's unfortunate to see. Um, I know you mentioned the um, Celtics game earlier, but even the Minnesota game where like they came out flat, I think they had like 38 points in the first half or whatever like that. Yeah. But it which was crazy. But you kind of saw the you kind of was able to get a peak of the ceiling in that third quarter where they just where they just mashed them. And, you know, yeah. Kawhi Leonard is now consistently playing 30 minutes and, you know, he took 18 shots in in 30 minutes and Paul George had a triple double and you saw Luke Kennard with went four of seven from three one of if not the best shooter in the, in the NBA Nico yep. Batum is starting to find his stroke um playing next to Kawhi and PG so the outline of where we want to be the skeleton of it all is right there you saw it against Minnesota you saw it against Boston it's it's right there but the unfortunate reality is we may hit our stride at the right time, 
but I don't care how good you are playing three or four consecutive rounds without home court and having to play the best of the best in round one because you want to throw away games against Phoenix and throw away games against Sacramento. That's why you end up playing Luka Doncic in round one because you you you're throwing away games in the regular yeah. season. So, um, and and you know, a lot of people would look to and see. Like, oh, Luka Doncic almost put you guys out in the first round. Man, the first time he didn't play the Clippers, he made the conference finals. So, like, <laughs> I like, so I, this is not like a spiel on the Dallas Mavericks Clippers thing. It's more or less to show that, like, man, you can lose in the first round, not yeah. because, not because you're not, you're not good enough, but because you get a tough draw because you throw away games in the regular season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when you do games like this and then you combine them with the natural ebbs and flow of a regular season, you're going to have a game like against Orlando where it just doesn't click and you lose. Right. You're going to end up as like a fifth seed. And then the road to the finals is going to be incredibly hard. And like I said, that, that should not cut it for a team this expensive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, speaking of that Timberwolves games, Again, there's there's nothing like Rudy Gobert to to cheer us up here at the Love the Gym the podcast. I know I know me and uh, me and Justin were courtside for for one of his performances. What a great game was that! The, I think that was the last time we saw Rudy Gobert, and, and essentially what was a swan song for for that Utah Jazz team against the Clippers. We saw Rudy Gobert again um, yesterday in a 99-88 win. A game that you mentioned, Justin, w- w- was pretty sloppy, but. Um, had a nice second half, a nice ending to that game. Jamal, um, we might as well talk about this game just with some medals, probably. We can start with uh, gold, silver, and bronze, like we've been doing. Um, talk to me about that game. Who who are your uh, who are your awardees for that game? The Timberwolves game. Yeah, hmm. we're not going to give awards for this game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Uh. I would say gold. I'd have to look at the box score again. Oh, um, sorry, I'm sorry. I, would... I just threw it on you. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to go with, um, I think gold is going to go to Kawhi in my book. Yeah. And the reason is because the game was a bit in a balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and his fourth quarter, uh, to me, kind of stabilized the Clippers a bit. Um, I was tweeting about it in real time about how in the fourth quarter he he just made every play the correct play. Mm-hmm. Like if it was single coverage, it was a bucket. Uh, he you you helped. He made the right pass, even if it wasn't his direct assist. He made the hockey reads. Like he, yeah, I I, I was just so impressed by the way um, he played um, in that fourth quarter specifically to kind of help us pull away a little bit. Uh, I would say the silver would go to Nicholas Batum. I like that. Um, Nicholas Batum to me, um, yeah, the last 10 games, uh, just kind of reminded everybody who's been a clipper watcher for the last three years or so, uh, what he means to yeah. this team on both ends. Um, third, mo- third, third most important clipper, Jamal. What, what do you think? He's definitely in a running. He's definitely yeah. in a running. Um, I might even be partial. It's between him, Zoo, Terrence Mann. There's, they got a few guys that can mm. make that claim. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Batum definitely can make that claim. I mean, he's shooting. He's shooting a ball extremely well uh, these last ten games. He's defending. Uh, he's making plays. He's even giving the occasional drive. I, I just really like what I'm. I've seen from Nicholas Batum as of late, um, kind of regaining his stroke. So mm-hmm. uh, silver for Batum, and then the bronze would go to Paul George for the triple-double. Um, it was either him or Luke Kennard with 16, but I gave it to Paul George uh, because PG had that triple-double. Um, however, um, the reason why with a triple-double I can't go higher than a bronze is because if you know me, you know – one thing I'm always on with Paul George goals, is uh. shooting the ball. <laughs> we had 99 points. We had to struggle to score all night, and you only shot 13 times. That is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's that is a that is, and it gets us in trouble because on most nights that is. I mean, it's it's more digestible with Kawhi Leonard in the lineup, but like 
geez, dude, like we're not gonna win. We can't win big with our best player or best players shooting like thirteen times. Like that's yeah. just very unserious. He was four for thirteen. Like what? Yeah. You know, but um, as talented as he is, he found other ways to um, impact the game as well. So um, first triple double as a Clipper. Uh, I don't want him to make it sound like he played bad. He didn't play bad uh, against the Timberwolves, but yeah, um, yeah, I always like Paul George shooting the ball, shoot as many as 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 you as you can. So yeah, uh, bronze Paul George. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna give Justin uh, uh, the lead after I give mine really quick. I- I'm gonna say Kawhi, George, and, and Nico. Um, Kawhi for the reasons you said, Jamal and, and George, just because I I felt like um. 11 assists is really impressive in this game. I think, I think Tomer, our guy yeah, Tomer, asked him about his 11 assists in a, in a game where we scored 99 points and how he did it. And Kawhi was like, I don't even know how he got 11 assists in this game. Um, I don't know either, but, you know, George still found a way to do the little glue things that, you know, he apparently likes to do. You know, he called himself a glue guy, I think, once, and it was weird, but um, he did all those little things as far as playmaking and, and, and just being out there and being a positive out there. And, and Nico, I think Nico to me is the third most important Clipper, just because there's not a lineup I can think of that I would not want Nico Batum to be a part of. Um, and I feel like with Zoo, even sometimes with Terrence, you know, Terrence plays a certain way. I could imagine playing, you know, a, a Luke Kennard or, or Norm Powell, et cetera, over him, uh, just at that at that smaller guard position. But I don't. I can't think of a better like a, a a Clippers lineup that doesn't, you know, warrant Nicholas Batum being a part of if you're trying to win a basketball game, and uh, that's the big reason. You know, Zoo. If you go small, you know, teams will go small around Zoo. Uh, I think that guard spot. You know, I really just want George, Nico, and Kawhi out there with pretty much every iteration of the Clippers, and I can't really think of a reason I would want one of those guys out of a five man lineup to close a game. Um, so that's kind of why Nico is probably the third most important clipper to me, you know, health considering with this roster as is. And, and uh, he was, uh, he's probably my bronze. I, I just an edge out with uh, George at the silver. Let's uh, let's take another quick break and get Justin's medals after this. All right, we're back. So, Justin, on this uh, unserious first half and serious second half for this Timberwolves games, who who were your standouts? Uh, my medals were exactly exactly as yours. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be boring there. Um, yeah, we're boring. You know, like <laughs> like uh, everything works better when Kawhi Leonard is on the floor. Um, so you you've got to get him the gold. Um, as you guys both alluded to, he was making all the right reads down the stretch and, um, he gets shots at the rim. He gets good shots up at the rim, man. I think the efficiency will come, but as we both know, as we all know, it's when it comes to Paul George, one of his weaknesses is not getting the ball in the air. And, you know, as great mm. as it is to have the, those passes, being able to count on your best player to shoot you know, that matters. And, you know, I think the fact that he got up 18 shots and the fact that I think he had like eight or nine rebounds and was active. So I gave him the gold and I did give Paul the, um, the, the, uh, what, the silver Double, because yeah. of, because of, um, you know, getting a triple double card. It's, it's, it's a good feat. And it wasn't like a Russell Westbrook triple double, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it was an actual like real triple double. So um, I gave him that and everything you said about Nico Batum, you know, is just like so true. And like, this was, even though he only played 10 minutes tonight, the fact that he does play back-to-backs means yeah. a lot. Like this yeah. was, I think his 31st game of the year, mm-hmm. which is impressive considering that like we ask him to do a lot. We ask him to guard fives. We ask him to guard fours. We ask him to um, apply full court ball pressure. We ask him to make threes and he's up to 40% from three again now Mm -hmm. after an ice cold stretch. So we've um, asked him to guard point of attack. There's another reason why sometimes I can imagine him guarding over being there over Terrence is he's been guarding point guards, like, like 80 feet. (laughs) Right. He, He guards, he guards point guards. He guards centers. He makes 40% of his threes. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's incredible. He's, he's pretty durable um, given how the Clippers want to um, manage him and things like that. Um, I, 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 it would be hard for me not to like ride him a little bit. 
um, just because of how durable he is. But um, yeah, I gave the bronze to Nico Batum. Um, Luke was right there too. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think I think you know that third most important Clipper could kind of flip a bit. But right now, I definitely am in agreement that it's um, Nicholas Batum and um, the Clippers with Nico, Paul George, and Kawhi all on the floor at the same time. Um, that's the stuff that titles are won with. You know what I mean? Three guys with insanely high basketball IQs that yeah. complement each other in like just picture perfect ways. Like, you know, Nico Batum can guard point of attack guys when you don't want PG and Kawhi to do it, but he can also make the next pass. He's a fantastic connector and like that he's just perfect for 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 what we're trying to do so yeah uh, speaking of which you know we had a glimpse of some uh nico Kawhi, roko i think there was a man canard unit in that fourth quarter start that fourth quarter i mm-hmm. i, I want to say that maybe was the first time we've seen that unit together and then i believe man came out for george so we had nico Kawhi, roko George and Kennard, and it pretty much put the finishing touches. Um, you know, uh, Justin, how did you feel kind of seeing those iterations of lineups together? Because I don't know if we've seen, I don't know if we've seen Kawhi, Nico, Rocco together much at all. So it, it was, um, it was really, I was really, I was at that game. Uh, and it was really exciting watching it happen live after begging for three wing, like, a, a lot of that, you know, every time the second, the first quarter or third quarter ends, I feel like we go three guards and then because we have so many guards, but at the same time, like the size gets lost in the small ball units. And then we had this lineup and then we had George at the two. And uh, it's just my favorite lineup is those four in the small ball units, those four plus a guard, whatever guard you kind of want. Um, and Kennard has just been feeling it recently. Um, How do you feel kind of that fourth quarter? Just those lineups, I, I felt like Ty really really hit something like I hit, hit a sweet spot right there. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in total agreement with you. Um, in particular, I think the Clippers um, non wall with, with Reggie and wall, not on the floor. Um, mm. I think there's some really great potential as yeah. far as like what they can do there and having Roko, Nico and Kawhi, all on the floor at the same time it's just a glimpse into the what what tyloo can do when he consistently has like Kawhi leonard and like paul george available um those are those are options that he can go to and like yeah it probably was the first time that we've seen it all year but it's definitely Mm -hmm. something that um is incredibly appealing to me just simply because with Kawhi there, it, it allows you to do a whole lot more. Like he's going to, even right now, he's starting to eat the glass up in a way that like yeah. we're accustomed to seeing. And like yeah. a, a lot of his points initially to start the game were like in the paint. And so he's consistently getting two feet in the paint, something mm-hmm. that um this team has a hard time doing. And, you know, with, with the backcourt of Paul George and Luke Kennard, um, I don't know if that shouldn't be the starting backcourt, honestly. Like, I, question, honestly. like, like that is, that is, I don't, I, you can't get better than like a 47% three point shooter with Paul George in the backcourt. And, you know, Luke is starting to, he always competes defensively. Yeah. He, he he's a he's a fantastic guy to screen with because yep. of his his gravity so like you he's know rolling he, really well too I, I love him in that short roll game and he feels exactly. like he makes good decisions you know yeah makes solid decisions out of it yeah, yeah. he's like he's like every, he's like everything you would want of with Reggie Jackson without the low IQ mistakes um and so i don't know he and he feels like he would be a perfect complement to Kawhi and pg and makes the game easier for them and you know i think we have we, we're still bottom five in offense so like i mean i know the starting five um the typical starting five of reggie pg Kawhi, mook and um zoo is like you know that's our bread and butter but like i we can be that we can be just that much better i think if we explored what a starting lineup would look like with luke 
Luke Kennard in that quote-unquote um, point guard spot since Paul George does the heavy lifting in that regard anyway. And I think um, in a previous pod when Law mentioned that um, Kawhi is the point guard. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so, like, why not just put Luke Kennard there? Like, we that offense, offensively, we should be unstoppable in, in that in that scenario. So, I don't know. No, I mean, I totally agree. The Kawhi is at uh, eight rebounds per game per 36 minutes. He's been really great around the glass. Um, and just, uh, you know, I just feel like he's looking good. Once he dunks, I'm going to get really excited. I, I think I think Jamal also mentioned it uh, on that drive that he had in the fourth quarter where it just felt like that little bit of lift, you know, once once he gets there, um, I feel like that's the last thing. We saw him have a step back three. That was really mm-hmm. cool. His threes are starting to come around a little bit. Um, but yeah, Jamal, you, I think that that game was the one worth talking about as far as uh, this Wolves game, even though that first half was not particularly serious. Uh, what what takeaways did you get from that game? I know we talked a little bit about the standouts, um, but there were a lot of good things in that second half and a lot of good Kawhi. Um, how did you feel just kind of watching a, a little bit more of a realized unit out there from this roster kind of put it together against Rudy Gobert again? I mean, every every time they play Rudy Gobert, it feels like the same story. You just eventually just spread him out and he just can't you can't he can't plug the holes. Granted, there was no D'Lo, you know, there was no cat. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think either of those guys are helping defensively, but they would help offensively. But but still, you know. Yeah, you know, I. um it was an it was an ugly game, um, but you know if we're trying to get to where we want to get to eventually, uh, you got to win those games, yeah. and they found a way to win. Um, so from that perspective, it was impressive. Um, yeah, I, I just felt like we we lacked a little bit of just mere shot making, but it just felt like a, a dry game in that um, in that first half, and then to start the third, it looked like we really. Um, kind of found our stride at least a little bit. Um, yeah, that game that game was a bit murky. Um, I think, um, in my opinion, um, from what I've seen uh, with the Clippers, whenever we play Rudy Gobert, it's like the same story in which um, sometimes the games are a bit murky with Rudy Gobert. Um, it takes us a little bit to adjust to his size in a way that he uh, defends the paint. Um, and then eventually uh, we start getting it rolling a little bit. Um, we figure it out. And then once we go small against Rudy Gobert, he starts leaking. And um, that just opens everything up, uh, up for us. So, uh, yeah, the Timberwolves, you know, they're they're a very interesting group. You know, even when they're healthy, they just feel like a little bit of a mess anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just an all-time bad trade with Rudy Gobert. Just an all-time yeah. bad trade. Um, I, but, I I did not think it would be this bad, but it it is. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it could. You did, yeah. I honestly thought it could. Um, it just it just didn't make any sense from the start. Um, I don't. There just to me, there were other ways to go about trying to solidify yourself as a um, playoff team pushing towards contention status. Like I feel like that's what they were attempting to do, but it's like. Nah, and I and I like Rudy Gobert. Um, but yeah, this is just—he's just not that player to give up that much equity for. But yeah, uh, that game—that game was uh, man I, one I, that I, I really wanted. I know you were doing the the, the fake Clippers uh, jersey thing. I know you were finding them on Instagram. So I did not want Rudy Gobert on the Clippers because I, mm-hmm. I I knew that he was going to be given. I honestly don't know if he's better than for this team than Zoo. Mostly because I think what he gives on defense over Zoo, we lose on offense from his crappy hands. And just he just has terrible yeah. hands. I just can't trust giving passes to him as a roller, even. And I think he like couldn't even score over like Luke Kennard, like a foot away from the basket last night. He he sometimes I just feel like, man, this guy sucks. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, at that price point, it's not even a question. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then that's not even keeping yeah. in mind the contracts of which it, where it's no like question. But but yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's he's uh um he's an he's an interesting guy. Um I <laughs> I look, I have a lot of respect for um what he did with the Jazz year in and year out. Um that team is a, a is a turnstile waiting to happen on defense and he routinely had them uh with Jordan Clarkson, with Donovan Mitchell, with Joe Ingles, 
Royce O'Neal is small for position. Like, he just – it, and then none of that even mattered. Like, he ended up just manning the top five, top one defense every year by himself almost. So, um, but, yeah, I, I think with us it'd be a little different. Um, his value would right. go down a little bit because it's like, yeah, we don't have Donovan Mitchell um, and, and Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley and these guys trying to play defense. We actually have, like, real six five, six six wings – um, so like your value isn't going to be as much, particularly if we can't throw you the ball on the other end. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that's a bit different. Uh, but yeah, that game was big for me because that matched our season high in terms of win streaks. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to, to get four in a row this season for the first time. And then they just sat everybody today and, you know, I'm trying not to like, you know, overreact, but I, I just hate, I hate it. I hate overreact, it. Like, Jamal. Overreact. Overreact, man. Overreact. It's overreact. fine. What do you overreact. think we have a podcast for, man? Me? Yeah, you're gonna be recorded forever, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Overreact. Let's take let's take a break, and then I want you to overreact. Hold on. Let's let's take one quick break and come right back and get a huge overreaction after this. All right, we're back, Jamal. Stage is yours overreacting so um i halfway don't believe what i'm about to say but um i think it does have some merit we need to violently push towards a third star and if if we can't do that then we gotta really have a serious talk about our two best players Mm. um and that and it's and it's not because I don't think we're we're good enough with them. Obviously, I think when they are in the lineup, this is and that's why it's so frustrating because when they are on the floor, we obliterate teams. Um, if they are on the floor and they are healthy come April, I'm not picking anybody over the Clippers. I'm not. But um, when you start to look at, you're trying to construct a title team. You just can't have both of them not play. Like, me and Justin were talking, right? And this is whether they win a championship or not this year, right? Going into next year, we know. How many games are Kawhi and Paul George going to play next year? Right. Who knows, and, man? Like, how can we – both of them? Like, both, like yo, ugh, it's so <laughs> frustrating. And it's like, uh, it shouldn't be this way. Um, but if we're if they're both going to miss, like, this much time um you start to really overextend your role players year in and year out and you know we already know that you need luck in order to make this happen but now you're pushing your luck a little bit too much when you're asking uh Terrence Mann and Nicholas Batum and Marcus Morris etc uh to kind of win you more games than you should be asking them and it's because it's not just that one of our best players misses a lot of time. It's both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, both of them, bro. Like, it's 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 really frustrating. So, like, yeah, going forward, you know, I just have my doubts when it comes to constructing a team like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're kind of seeing it a little bit um, in the Kawhi and PG era. Uh, you know, our win totals keep going down. Uh, we were the two seed uh, in 1920. We were the four seed in 2021. We didn't make the playoffs in 21-22. And this year we already got, what, like 13? We're, we're like four games over 500 as we're pushing towards Christmas. That is not a good trend. Yep. And and to me, as someone who values the regular season a bit to try and win a title, um. Yeah, I just don't know how we're going to do it um, in this fashion. My faith in the Clippers winning a championship, again, and why they were my pick is totally because when they are on the floor, there's nobody I would pick over them. And the Western Conference is kind of playing out like that. When you mm-hmm. look at, like, just look at who's, you know, towards the top of the West, and no disrespect to teams like the Grizzlies and the Pelicans and, who I, I really like, especially the Pelicans. I love the Pelicans. Um, and you know what I mean? Like the Warriors aren't a factor. The Lakers aren't a factor. Like 
there's literally this is it for the window. The Suns are not are not scary at all. Uh, at all. Like you know what I mean? Like the, so if the Clippers are healthy, um, I think it's just one of these weird years where if they're healthy, it may not matter to the seed. Because like if you just look at the field, um, and you look at the game against the Celtics this week, like you just look, this is you're you're not beating that team four out of seven times in my opinion. I would have yeah. to see it to believe it. Yeah. But Especially with Al Horford but, and Robert Williams out there. <laughs> right. It's like, you know what I mean? But um, at least in the West. I don't I don't see anybody in the West doing it, but um it could happen. And it could happen because uh you I don't like to say the Clippers, you know, go through the regular season with a bit of a malaise. Uh I just think they're forced to not attack the regular season in the fashion that they should because more than anything, their two best players um, have um, injury concerns that are a bit worrisome, to say the least. Yeah, you know, I've been pushing consolidation um, pretty much since they got Norm Powell. I thought that the team had too many people when healthy, and I still feel that way, whether it's for, you know, I hope it is for another star. I, I do think that Norman Powell is really, really missed on this team, like, He's that kind of jolt in the arm that I think that would really help wake the Clippers up in the first half when they can't crack 40 points because that dude is a flat-out scorer, and he has kind of a lot of the the burst towards the rim that the team lacks, you know, while, you know, aside from John Wall, except he's not being given five feet because he can shoot. So I do think Norm Powell could, could snap the Clippers out of a lot of their kind of oldness that we've talked about, you know, before we mentioned the last pod. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think that I, I would be kind of surprised if there wasn't a consolidation consolidation trade of some sort um, at the deadline. So I, I'm going to wait for that. I, I think it's going to happen. Um, just because the team has too many guards and too many good guards. And uh, and I think they could probably use an upgrade uh, up front too. So I feel like it's going to happen, whether it's going to be for an actual star or just for a nice role player that could have a better fit. We'll see. But uh, I completely understand a lot of what you say because, I, I mean, I just feel like we've all talked about this already, about the margin of error for this team, feeling a little bit thin with the roster as is. And uh, I think that just you just need all the wiggle room you can get, and with a little bit more flexibility with this roster, um, particularly with size and athleticism, I feel like it it would be it would be really really helpful. Justin, do you have any any retorts to what Jamal said? Uh, no, not 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 really. Just um, you know, uh, it kind of circles back to what I said towards the beginning of the pod. Just that um winning a championship when you're not you know in the top half of the conference seating wise is tough and that is starting to look like the Clippers unconventional path to a title and um look moving forward they may need to change that at some point um as far as like maybe trying to get a third star or something like that um so we'll see we'll see I hope they beat the Suns team on the way man (laughs) that's one thing i hope i'm like really tired of here of seeing them uh (laughs) them flex out there uh justin we might as well close it with describe one play i know this was a a tough game to find one so we we might not go into crazy detail uh but do you have anything up your sleeve for describe one play tonight uh yeah i mean um brendan boston i mean he only went four for 13 tonight which is oddly way too frequent for him whenever he gets extended minutes it feels like, like that average, ends up happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like a walking four for 13 um, but he had three assists tonight and one of them was um first of all him having three assists is is like not nothing because brandon boston for most of his nba career has not passed the ball he's never mm-hmm. met a shot he didn't like so um him having three assists in like 20 plus minutes is kind of like impressive and um i i felt like you know um for a lot of the a lot of portions of the season whenever he's gotten on the floor um you mentioned it but uh, you mentioned it in a previous pod but he's fitting in more um and 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 so and that's kind of shown in the three assists tonight and the last one or 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 his second assist tonight it came in the fourth quarter 
and um, he he snakes a pick and roll, and he notices um, um, Robert Covington um, mm-hmm. going running the baseline, and lie and off of a live dribble, one hand, right hand, um, found um, Robert Covington. So I thought that play was pretty cool because he snake dribbled, and he could have pulled up for a mid range jumper, but um, instead he he found he found the cutter that was cutting on the baseline, and it kind of signifies the tiny bit of like growth that we're seeing on the edges of his game. Yeah. That was around like five minutes in the fourth kind of reminded me of, I I want to say it was the first half of that game at Utah where he also had a nice drive mm-hmm. and, and the wherewithal to, to kick out, like touch the paint and, and kick. And I, I really like that from Ben and Boston and just not searching for his own, those little things, you know, a little bit better on defense, just small little things. You know, he's had some lapses on defense too, but uh, I, I think fitting in versus being the guy seeing that a little bit more and more it, it is really a good positive for his game. So that that's a Agreed. nice thing to see from him. Um, and I, I was happy to see that, that play today too. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that'll more or less do it. Jamal, any, any closing touches now we're finishing up this pod? No. Um, I, I think I saw um, Ty Lu, uh say something to the effect of one of our guys asked him about, um, are we running out of time for continuity? And he mm. said something to the tune of, um, you know, the time is now. Like, now nah, let's, you know, let's see if we can get like 15 games together with our please, guys. Please, And yeah, that that's probably where I stand right now. Um, we have so much potential, man. Uh, it's frustrating. But yeah, let's see if we can, we can string together some games and, and inch closer and closer uh, to that ceiling that, I know we have. So uh, here's some more help in the future. Yeah. I mean, uh, we just, yeah. I mean, I saw that. I think our, our guy, Joey Lynn uh, guy on the pod that we've had a bunch of times saying um, it's time. So 15 games together as a team. We need that. I think that's really it. I think the team needs to really start getting a string to a string of games together, more or less whole um, with hopefully norm in the mix too. And if they can do that, if they can play 15, 20 games and look good, then I think it'll put a lot of us at ease. Uh, and that'll do it for this episode of the Lob the Gen, the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review, whatever platform this is on, five stars. Five stars really helps. Some nice words, too. We'll read them on the air. Uh, next pod will be with Rob, and then Lucas is going to be back next week. So uh, a lot of lot of me this week on the pod, and, and Lucas will be back. He's, uh, he's overseas uh, taking a lot of pretty pictures on his Twitter. Go check him out. <laughs> and and, and uh, he'll be back soon. And as always, go Clippers!